Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may tune in. This is Minister Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and this is today's episode. God bless you, and thank you for tuning in. Today we are in the book of Revelation, and we are actually going to begin Revelation chapter 12. I do apologize for the lengthiness of the last episode, but I did want to conclude that section, and I wanted to bring out all of those uh, points I felt like they were important. So I trust that that was a blessing to you and that you were edified by that. Today, I'd like to begin chapter 12, and the first thing I would like to do, as usual, is to actually read the verses that I want to cover today. Revelation chapter 12, now a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a garland of twelve stars. Then being with child, she cried out in labor and in pain to give birth. And another sign appeared in heaven, behold, a great fiery red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven diadems on his heads. His tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth, to devour her child as soon as it was born. She bore a male child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up to God and his throne. I want us to stop there for today, and let's have a discussion about these new characters, if you will, that have been introduced to us, and we need to understand what God is telling us here. In understanding this passage and the new characters that have been introduced to us, the new people introduced to us, these signs that have been introduced to us, we must understand what God is saying by, again, letting Scripture interpret Scripture. So first of all, we have three main characters that are mentioned to us in this section. There's the woman, there's the fiery red dragon, and there's the male child. Who are these? Let's look at each one, letting Scripture interpret Scripture, and then we will identify what the Lord is speaking to us. First of all, the woman. We're told that she has the sun, the moon is under her feet, and then there's almost like a necklace or a garland of 12 stars. Who in the world is this, and how do we know for sure? Scripture tells us, but we have to go back in the Scripture to find the answer. For this answer, I want us to go to the book of Genesis. In Genesis chapter 37, I want to read verses 1 through 11. Beginning in verse 1, it says this, Now Jacob dwelt in the land where his father was a stranger, in the land of Canaan. This is the history of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brothers. And the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. 
and Joseph brought a bad report of them to his father. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. If you'll remember, let me stop for just a moment. Jacob's name was changed to Israel. So sometimes in the scriptures, in context of his life and so forth, you will see him referred to as Jacob, sometimes as Israel. Keep that in mind and keep that separate in your understanding from the actual nation of Israel that came forth from Jacob as he became this father of the 12 and from the 12 tribes came the nation of Israel. But I wanted to just point that out. Then continuing on. Also, he made him a tunic of many colors. Jacob made this coat for Joseph. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. Now Joseph had a dream, and he told it to his brothers, and they hated him even more. So he said to them, Please hear this dream which I have dreamed. There we were, binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And indeed, your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheaf. And his brothers said to him, Shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Then he dreamed still another dream and told it to his brothers and said, Look, I have dreamed another dream, and this time the sun, the moon, and the eleven stars bowed down to me. So he told it to his father and his brothers, and his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? And his brothers envied him, but his father kept the matter in mind. Now, what we read here is the explanation to us of this sign that we find in Revelation chapter 12. This woman with the sun, the moon, and the 12 stars is the nation of Israel. That is what is being spoken of here. Jacob and his 12 children formed the beginning of the nation of Israel. It was from them that the nation was born, and they are the foundation of it. So when we understand this sun, moon, and the 12 stars, we're told that exact language in Genesis 37, which indeed matches Revelation chapter 12. So there is no question in the scriptures as to who that is. The woman is the nation of Israel. Scripture tells us that. Now, we find in Revelation chapter 12 that this woman, this nation of Israel, is in essence pregnant. She has, she is with child and she is close to having labor and delivery of that child. Now, 
the child we will discuss in a moment. But let's first look at what the response is of this dragon. So we are introduced now to this fiery red dragon. We are told that he has seven heads and ten horns, that he has seven diadems, or in essence, it's a crown of kingship. Kings would wear those kinds of crowns on those heads. And his tail drew one-third of the stars of heaven and cast them down to the earth. So who is this? The fiery red dragon is also interpreted by scripture in scripture for us. We do not have to wonder about who it is. He is also the one that we will read about later in Revelation who is going to influence, if not possess, the rising beasts that we will see in the next chapter. And we'll discuss more of that in a future episode. But we need to understand that this fiery red dragon is the devil. That's who he is. He is Satan, the devil. His tail draws a third of the stars of heaven and casts them to the earth. In other words, when Satan fell, he took a third of the angels with him. And they became the fallen angels, the demons, the demonic, unclean spirits. We know this to be Satan and the devil and his angels. We read about him more and his fall by looking at three primary scriptures, and then we will look at the scripture that tells us exactly who this fiery dragon is. He is solidly identified in the word of God for us. We do not have to wonder. So first, let's look at Isaiah chapter 14. I'd like to begin the reading in verse 12 of Isaiah chapter 14. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farther sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, to the lowest depths of the pit. Those who see you will gaze at you and consider you, saying, Is this the man who made the earth tremble? who shook kingdoms, who made the world as a wilderness and destroyed its cities, who did not open the house of his prisoners. All the kings of the nations, all of them sleep in glory, everyone in his own house, but you are cast out of your grave like an abominable branch, like the garment of those who were slain, thrust through with a sword who go down to the stones of the pit like a corpse trodden underfoot. You will not be joined with them in burial because you have destroyed your land and slain your people. The brood of evildoers shall never be named. Prepare slaughter for his children because of the iniquity of their fathers. 
lest they rise up and possess the land and fill the face of the earth with cities. So here we are given a prophetic word that is, that explains to us the destruction and the falling and the casting out of Satan from heaven. We're going to learn more about him in the next section that we're going to read. Now we want to turn to Ezekiel chapter 28. In this passage, we're going to see him called the king of Tyre. And we understand that in these prophetic words of the prophets, sometimes they are speaking of current day events and people. But at the same time, sometimes they are also speaking prophetically way into the future about others. So don't let that trip you up. In this case, he is called the king of Tyre. But you will see from this passage that this is not speaking of the human king of Tyre here. It is speaking of the devil, Lucifer, Satan himself. Beginning in verse 11, it says this, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, take up a lamentation for the king of Tyre, and say to him, Thus says the Lord God, You were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Stop right there for just a moment, because this is one proof that although the word of the Lord is coming and is named toward this king of Tyre. This part of this passage is speaking of the devil, Lucifer, Satan himself. He was created perfectly as an angel. He had beauty. He was in Eden. If you don't believe that, read Genesis chapter 3 and you will find him in the Garden of Eden. Continuing in the reading, every precious stone was your covering, the sardius, topaz, and diamond, beryl, onyx, and jasper, sapphire, turquoise, and emerald with gold, the workmanship of your timbrel, timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. You were the anointed cherub who covers. I established you you were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. By the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within and you sinned. Therefore, I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God, and I destroyed you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the fiery stones. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I cast you to the ground. I laid you before kings that they might gaze at you. You defiled your sanctuaries by the multitude of your iniquities, by the iniquity of your trading, therefore I brought fire from your midst. It devoured you, and I turned you to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all who saw you. All who knew you among the peoples are astonished at you. 
you have become a horror and shall be no more forever. So here we understand more about Lucifer, this fiery red dragon, this serpent from the Garden of Eden, Satan, the devil himself. I want to also look at Luke chapter 10. In Luke chapter 10, I want to begin the reading in verse 17. Jesus has sent out 70 of his disciples. In, in essence, in some on-the-job job training, so to speak, he has been teaching them. He is now trying to prepare them so that they will then be able to carry on the work after he is gone. And so he has sent them out. Notice this, verse 17. Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. So Jesus here is attesting to Satan as the one that Isaiah and Ezekiel spoke of that was cast out of heaven. Jesus goes on and he says this in this passage, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. You see, Jesus is teaching them. You don't have this power to amuse or to lift yourself up with or to be all excited about. He says, what, what your key is that you must remember is to rejoice in the fact that you are written in the Lamb's book of life. Your name is written in heaven because you believed in me. But I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. So Satan is this fiery red dragon. We know that to be the case because he is specifically identified in the book of Revelation as being the devil. In Revelation chapter 20, we read these words beginning in verse 1. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. So we understand that the scripture itself tells us exactly who this fiery red dragon is, and it is the devil and Satan. So Satan now has a plot. He has schemed, he has crafted out a plot, and he hopes to accomplish it. He intends to devour the child that the woman is about to bear when it is born. So now let's understand the child. The child is a male child. There is no question who it is. Scripture interprets Scripture. Because we are told right here in this passage that this child is the one who is to rule the nations with a rod of iron. 
it can be no one else than the one who was prophesied to be that one. That is the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus, the Christ, the promised one. I want to look at that in just a moment. But we see Satan has this plot. Now, when we understand who the male child is, it makes sense that Satan has stood there and tried to devour him because we see that happen throughout Scripture. It's proven throughout Jesus' life and ministry, especially in places like Matthew chapter 2. And for the sake of time, I'm just going to reference this. In verses 7 through 16 of Matthew chapter 2, we see Satan attempting to kill the child before he could even begin to grow. He was just a young infant, maybe a toddler at the time. And that was the account when the Magi came from the east, came to Herod. Herod tells him he's found out that he's supposed to be born in Bethlehem. And Herod tells them a lie. He deceives them. He says, when you find him, please let me know so I can come worship him too. And all the while, Herod was intending to follow Satan's plan and to bring to pass Satan's plot. Satan had influenced Herod to bring his plot to pass. And so Herod was going to try to kill him. God warns Joseph in a dream they flee to Egypt, but Herod still kills the babies two years old and under in Bethlehem that night. That was Satan attempting to bring his plot to pass. But God foiled Satan's plot. We see the devil trying to kill him throughout his ministry. There was one time they, the Jews sought to throw him over a cliff. We see him trying to kill Jesus at the temptation. He, he told him, he said, throw yourself down. You know, if you're the son of God, he was going to let him die. Jesus knew that. Satan was trying all through his ministry to kill him. And definitely, Satan's plot was really seeming to come to pass at the cross when he crucified the Lord. When the Lord was crucified, the devil thought he won. The devil thought he'd gotten rid of him. Oh, but he had a major surprise coming. Hallelujah. Because Jesus raised from the dead. God raised him from the dead, accepting his payment. And it blew Satan away. Satan had to be extremely surprised and even more angry because of that. The child we know to be Jesus because he's identified as the child who is to rule the nations with a rod of iron. We have referenced this scripture many times, but I'm going back to read it again right now. In Psalm chapter 2, I want to pick up the reading this time in verse 6. Yet I have set my king on my holy hill in of Zion. I will declare the decree. The Lord has said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. 
Ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. So right here, there's no question. The one who is to rule the nations with the rod of iron is the same one that God calls his king and his son. The same one that God said, you are my son. And we know that to be Jesus, the Messiah. Also, in Isaiah 7, verses 14 and 15, we read about the coming Messiah, the prophetic word, and he will rule. He will have a kingdom. In Isaiah 9, 6 through 7, same thing. This is the child, the son that was to be given. These prophecies also support that this male child is Jesus. In Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 23, we also find that support there in that passage when the angel Gabriel comes to Joseph in a dream and explains to him that Mary's child is the promised Savior, Jesus, the Messiah spoken of in the scriptures. In Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 33, in the passage where Gabriel comes to Mary and tells her she will bear the Son of the living God, there is that passage in there where she is told that he will be the Son of David, he will rule on the throne of his kingdom, and he will rule over all of the nation of Israel and the world. His government will have no end. I want to read next in Hebrews chapter 1, and I want to read verses 1 through 4. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. He is the one who has sat down at the right hand of God until his enemies become his footstool, and at that point he will rule the nations with a rod of iron in his everlasting kingdom. Praise be to God. It is coming on the earth. The Bible says, too, that this male child then, what happened to him? Did the devil get him? Did the devil's plot come to pass? Oh, no. It was foiled. It was a foiled plot. God caught him up. He was caught up to God and to God's throne. This speaks to us of Jesus' resurrection and his ascension. I want to read a few passages as we begin to draw to a close for this episode. I want to read in Acts chapter 1, and I want to begin the reading in verse 4. And being assembled together with them, 
He commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. Praise be to God. The devil's plot was foiled, and he not only is Jesus alive now, but he's coming back. Praise God. This same Jesus is coming back, and he's going to deal with that dragon. Praise God. And we're going to learn more about that in coming episodes. I also want to direct your attention. For the sake of time, I won't read these, but I direct your attention to Mark chapter 16, verse 19, to Psalm 110, verse 1, to Acts chapter 7, verse 55, to Luke chapter 22, verse 69 and 70, and to Hebrews 1, 1 through 4 that we read a moment ago, because Jesus was caught up to God and his throne, speaking of his resurrection and his ascension. Hallelujah. But he's coming back because Satan's plot has been foiled. God is in charge. I pray that this has been a blessing to you. And Lord willing, you can join us again for future episodes. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.